gentlemen i can't even believe this person is in the studio yeah i can't like you know i get a lot of comics and i get some real i mean you you're gonna die when you hear who's here today you're gonna literally i hope you're not driving but guess who my guest is today even though it probably says it on the podcast thing right it says it on the description ladies and gentlemen tim daly is here tim fucking daly tim daly Tim fucking Daly, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, I can't, I mean, like, you're like a huge star. Not really. Yes, you are. No, you know, I like to say that I've made a face for myself. Oh, uh, shut up. It's true. People look at me, they go, oh, you're the guy, you, you, aren't you the guy? They don't know my name, but they know Right, me. they're like, oh, I know you. Wait, so I, I actually... get people that do, like, did we go to high school? Like, like they look at you, like, I know you, but I don't know where to put you. I do that too. I do that with athletes and like you cele- do? celebrity chefs. I was like, did we go to high school together? Do where, how do I? We met at something, right? Right. Like, and then no. they're like, uh, no, you know, I'm a I love the cookbook. Jeremy, the author. Right. Um, That's the French, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was trying. It was kind of French and Israeli. <laughs> um, Tim. Judy. First of all, I love you. You're like an amazing person. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Oh, thank you. And you, we see each other at the gym. Your audience oh. should know that I see you at the gym, and your audience should know that Judy Gold is a savage. She's a savage at the gym. She I real I get into my working. She now. does not fool around. Right. She's the real thing. Right. Well, you are too. Except we both get really. Oh, we'll, we can say this at the end because it's kill me now, and I'm going to ask you what pisses you off. But. Tim and I bonded over the fact that these fucking assholes pick up these like 500 pound weights. They, they're like, and then they drop them on the fucking floor. Like, why do you what have to that? fucking drop them on the floor? What is that? Like, oh no, don't, don't notice me over here I know. dropping a 500 pound weight. And everybody thinks they die for cover. They think oh, it's I a know. terrorist attack. It's terrible. It's, it's horrible. New York City. It's, it's, a, it's like a bomb going I know. On. I can't stand it. Me I neither. cannot fucking stand it. Anyway, Tim, you... Um, this is the Jew bell, by the way. Anything remotely Jewish gets a ring, okay? Because oh, okay. I'm a Jew. You have had a very interesting life. I have had an interesting yeah, life. Very. Like that people wouldn't know by looking at you. Like they probably think, oh, you know, he had a perfect childhood and, you know, then went to a great school and then got his first acting role. But no, that's not how it happened. No, it's yeah. my, I mean, I look, I seem calm. Right. Even though in inside me, there's a white hot burning sun of anxiety. And really? And, and I look kind of organized. I have right. this organized like face. So people assume things. When people write my bi- biography, they're inevitably wrong. Which I sort of really. Like. So you have anxiety. You know, I suffer from anxiety as well. How, but how you come not ringing ang- the Jew bell? Isn't that part of? It? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, really, you have anxiety? Hells yeah. Uh, you, you know what? All right. I did a lot of research on you. And I'm sweating because I drank water and it makes. Oh no! And it's out. so fucking hot in here. So you were born in Manhattan at Mount Sinai Hospital. That's. Correct. Yes. Correct, Amunda. And uh, you, both of your parents, actors. Correct. Although your mother, God rest her soul, 
gave it up to bring up her four beautiful children. Correct. Now, you are the youngest of four and you have three older sisters. That's right. Eight, 10 and 13 years older than you. You know exactly everything about me. I do. I'm getting a little scared. It, it's it, you can ask Laura. I just you know I love learning about people. So what do you think you were? Either a a mistake or b the marriage saver. I was the marriage saver. Right. And I failed. Right. At well, my job. What, can I? Does any marriage saver child work? No, it's the right. worst idea know, ever. Ever. Let's have another kid. Like now that I'm a parent, the thought of like, let's have another kid to say, it's like, no, that's more fucking stress. Like, why do you want another kid? Now that things suck and our marriage is hanging by a thread, let's let's put a huge stress on it and have another kid that we can torture. And And then we can be mean to the kid uh, because we hate each other. Isn't that a great Isn't it great? It's great. You know what my ex used to do? (laughs) When I, you know, when we had. When the kids were young and um, like little babyish babies, and um, instead of telling me, uh, you know, can you do this? I'm going to take a nap. She would, as she was feeding them, she'd be like, "Mommy's going to take you to the the park, and then she's going to um, take you out for ice cream, and then I'm going to go get a mani pedi." And boop, boop. and that's how she used to um, tell me what. Like what your day was going to be like. Yeah. Like I was taking them to the park while she got a Matty Petty. That's how she did it while she was feeding them. I think she gets an award for passive aggression. Really? That is really professional. And it was bad because I remember specifically uh, when Henry was a little, you know, months old, he, I ran, I was training for the marathon and I would come home from like savage savage. and I'd come home from like a 15 mile run Mommy's gonna take you to the to the um uh, the the children's museum, and I'm gonna go get a massage, and then she's gonna. And I was like, "Fuck you! I have to sleep. I just ran 15 miles." You know what that? You know what I call that? What I call that an asshole trap. That is an asshole trap. There, there's the. I mean, people are really good at this, but that's like. If you say to your kid, no, mommy's no, not, not going to do, do that, that, then you're an asshole. Right, right. So you're trapped right. into doing something that you don't want to do. Right, right. It's kind of like that thing where you say to someone, you want to talk to them about something that they've done that you're upset with. And you say, listen, we really have to talk and because I'm upset about something. They say, that's fine. I totally understand. And my second cousin, twice removed, just uh, got in an accident. Right. And they're clinging to life. Right. And so then if you go, if you go on to talk about about the thing then you're, you're an about. asshole. You're an asshole because, because you didn't say, yeah. "Oh God, I'm so sorry about your cousin twice removed, who had the you know, right, right, thing. right." So you're trapped into not being able to talk about what you want to talk what about. about what about when about. you go when you say to someone, "This is another thing." Fuck. All right, you're like, "Oh, I really need to talk to you about something." Um, is there a time we can meet? And they're like, "Well, what is it?" Well, I'd like to do it in person. Well, can't you just tell me a little bit? No, I I really think we should talk. Oh, come on. And then you end up sucked in and say it on the phone and it sucks. Right. That's true. Okay, great. Uh, now, listen, I'm, so, th- no, I'm thinking about something my mother used to do, which was really expert. When what? she called and got my answering machine or my voicemail, right. she would say, Timmy, honey, something unspeakable has happened. It's just tragic and I can't tell you about it. Goodbye. No way. Yes. I mean, you should ring the bell, even though she wasn't Jewish well, yeah, at all. Yeah. But that was, that that is was pretty really bad. Good. That Did you ever? Oh, you never saw my bit about. Um, it was her way of getting me to call her back yes. immediately. And was, was there good. ever a tragic thing? 
Depending on your point of view, right? Sometimes it's something in the bird got, yeah. I uh, I used to play an answering machine message. My mother left me at um, in the how how long? I mean, years and years ago. People still ask for it of her. We got disconnected, and she thinks that I'm dead in the apartment and is screaming. You know, where are you? I'm a wreck. I'm gonna call the neighbor. Let's go. And then at the end, she goes, "So long." I mean, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's like literal. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so you're born in Manhattan. You're you have three older sisters, uh, one of whom is Tyne Daly, which when I found that out, I was like, I don't I can't believe they're brother and sister. You're so different. Don't you think? I That's what people say. Yeah. But, but she's now my sister. I know. I, mean, I, I love know, her. I love like, her. Yeah, I do, too. She's the best. I did an episode of Murphy, Murphy Brown and she went outside and had a cigarette and I talked to her because I just wanted to be near her. All right. So I can't, I can't talk and her to not smoking, but there you go. Why is she smoking cigarettes? She's an idiot. Okay. So your father, um, she, he was in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a working actor. Mm-hmm. You uh, described it as like in those days he would get up, he'd put on a suit He'd go into the city, go on auditions. Like, remember when people would actually dress up to, like, take a train or a plane or go to the theater? I do remember that. I, I don't. What happened? I mean, not, not I know I look like a slob right now, but I'm just like when I watch the Grammys sometimes, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like ripped black jeans and some tank top. Like, what is that? I, You know. I don't know. I guess we got really comfortable, but I, maybe we should be just a I little know, less a little comfortable. Bit. Yeah. I mean, you look at old footage of like baseball games, suits, hats. And to- yeah, yeah, hats. I, I mean, I went to this really nice restaurant a few weeks ago and there's a guy in there wearing like a Derek Jeter, you know, jersey. <sighs> I'm like, I like Derek Jeter, but right. come not, on. Yeah. I mean, what restaurant? Spending- what restaurant? No, I'm not telling. Really expensive. It was pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do it. Well, at least you have the money. That was my mother. Okay, so, uh, all right. So your father, James Daly, uh, you used to go with him when he was doing theater and hang out with like, you know, you were like a kid running wild behind the scenes. And In you, summer stock. Yeah. Now, the thing you have to understand about this is that it was before suing. Right. It was before right, everybody right, sued. Right, right. So I could climb the ladder and oh, run yeah, around now, in the yeah. fly loft and peek down and be up in the, you know, the catwalk and all that right. stuff. Uh, and and no one thought anything of it. Sneak right. around backstage and peek out from behind the curtain. And it was awesome. It was like this huge jungle gym or right. playground. Right. Um, and I loved it. Well, now forget it. You know. No, now you can't. You do can't do anything. I mean, we didn't have helmets. We didn't have anything. And no. we seemed to survive. But. You'd think that that would make you want to be, or that might take the the um, the magic out of theater by seeing how everything works. But instead, it had the opposite effect. It had the on opposite you. effect because I was in on the trick. Right. I mean, um, one of the things that uh, that makes me oh, we can talk about this later. One thing that pisses me off now is. The making of everything. It's like the oh, every time I you know. see a show, they right after the episode, they they let you stay in tuned on the, for a little. Yeah, the mo- the behind the scenes and of I the. I don't want to yeah. know. Right. I don't want to know who's sleeping with who. I don't right. want to know what the special effects are. I just want to be no lost in the There's no imagination story. anymore. There you there, go. And that's it's a big problem. 
we talk about, I've talked about that before. And the fact that no one's ever bored. And so they, no one, no one creates new things, you know, boredom feeds like, oh, let me think of something to do. Or well, I don't even call it boredom. I just think that it's, you know, that, that phrase, letting your mind wander. Right. Your mind can't wander anymore. No. Sometimes if your mind wanders, it goes into like a really interesting neighborhood. Right. And you're like, oh, look at this. I've never right. been to this neighborhood. And, right. And you think of something new. Right. But if you're constantly guided by music and videos and blah, 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 I know. blah, then you don't have a second for your mind to do go where it wants. I think it's going to go back. Don't you? I think it's going to, we're going to get to a time where people are like, Oh, it's so not cool. If I people. become king, it'll go back really oh, quickly. I can't take it. All right. So. It'll be a bloody rain, but it'll be so much better when I'm done. Oh, I can't wait. Will I you hate vote it. for me for king? Yes. Okay, okay. You'll be a handsome king. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So um, your father was Chad Everett's boss on Medical Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved that show. I never watched it. What? I loved medical. Well, because you're not a Jew. But, and you know, anything medical. But um, did you ever go on the set with him or anything? I did. No way. I did, yeah. And? Well, it was back in the day, you know. What I remember most about it was that it was really hot. 
Right. Like back in the day, they had these enormous lights. Yeah. And my father was, like me, as you know from seeing me at the gym, was a sweater. So right. he was constantly being mopped off right. and drenching in sweat. And Chad Everett was quite a piece of work. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. He was, uh, he used to, as I recall, he's still alive, right? So he's not going to listen. Is this, he? Is he? Anyway, he used to. He's. I guarantee you, he's not listening. He used to count the words that he had. No way. Bed, yes, and insist on a certain percentage of the words. Um. So he he had a healthy ego. Let's put it that way. But um, that's so. Like, there's no small parts. There's only small actors. He's yeah. the example of. Yeah, but he had a huge part. I know, but who the fuck? I. Th- oh. You're right. Whatever that exclamation was. Yes. Right. Thank I you. I, I mean, that's that's upsetting because he was hot. He was hot. Yeah. What's he, So uh, do uh, we know if he's alive? Uh Oh, he died. He died in 2012. He's definitely not yeah. listening to this oh, episode. I feel bad that I said that now. Who fucking cares? OK. All right. No one cares. He's dead. <laughs> so. um so he and he, your father was the face of Camel, right? Camel cigarettes. Camels. Did he smoke Camel cigarettes? Yeah, back when cigarettes were good for you. Yeah. More doctors smoke Camel than any other. Right, brand. right. And he was the the spokesperson. Did you see him on billboards and stuff? I don't remember billboards, but I remember this slogan. The slogan was "Have a real cigarette." Right. Have a Camel. Have a Camel without the filter, and then get cancer and drop dead. Take care. Yeah. So. uh your sisters at this point, since they're older than you, mm-hmm. are you like hanging out? Are they gone? Are they in college or wherever? They're, do- they're gone. I mean, I, I have some vague memories of them, but, you know, by the time I'm five, what Tyne is, you know, she's 15. I mean, I, right. I remember Tyne being around. My eldest sister, I hardly remember. Right. Because she was, she she was 13. She yeah. was 16. And so right. I was, what, three. Right. So uh, my youngest sister, Glenn, I remember pretty well. But um, uh, when my parents got divorced, uh, when my dad left when I was like eight, right, that was very traumatic for me. So, but up until that time, idyllic yes. childhood. You know, sort of. Right. I mean, it, you know, it, it's funny because uh, anyone that has siblings knows that you get different parents, even though you have the same right, parents, exactly, different parents. Right. And I got the very best of my dad and the very worst of my mom. Right. Uh, and it was just a matter of timing and other stuff. But uh, I, I relied on my dad a lot. Do you think it was because you were a boy that you got the best of him or? I mean, I think partially right. that, but partially because, um, you know, he he had gotten to be a kind of a better parent and right. more sort of into it uh, as time right. went on. Right. So and your fa- your mother was obviously unhappy. Your father was gay. And but did she? Did she? She knew, right? When they got divorced. Or, or? Oh yeah, she she knew. I mean, you know, she knew for a long time. But you have to understand that this oh. was this was an era where oh please yeah you know where everybody knew right there wasn't this wasn't like people were deluding themselves right. everyone knew the the church knew the doctors knew the right. psychiatrists knew society knew that if you were gay you were sick right. and you had to get over your sickness so right. my parents together because they did love each other mm-hmm. dealt with my father's and i'm making quotation marks his sickness right. of homosexuality so my dad you know did i mean and he was obviously on some sort of sexual spectrum right uh, but he he, as we all are. As we all are. And he worked very hard to overcome this 
this illness that he mm-hmm. had, and it just didn't work because it, it's it not can't. an illness. It's not right. an illness, so you can't cure something that is not an illness. It's yeah, um, it's fascinating. And uh, you know, and my mother was devastated by it because she, as uh, many women did, and and men probably too in that era, blamed herself right, right. that she had loved better or more then, or something. Yeah. Said something. She she blamed herself, and right. that caused a lot of problems. I you know when I read about that period of time and, you know, all the people that were so closet, I mean, you know, thank God I'm alive now, but I'm, I remember being in the closet, you know, when I was a little girl, when I figured out what was quote unquote wrong with me, Mm -hmm. it was like, I was like, Oh my God, no one can ever find, like it was, you think that your life is over if anyone finds out. And now, I mean, thank God, I mean, your father would be a different man if he was living right now. He would. I mean, the the sad part was that even after he was unable to, right. you know, be something that he wasn't, um, he never forgave himself, you know, th- because that was so ingrained in him. Right. Having grown up Catholic, especially right. that he was bad. He was evil. You know, he was wrong. Right. And I remember very vividly. Uh, I think I was 19 when he finally told me and he handed me this letter and I, I read it and I was, as I was reading, I looked over and he was weeping and it said, I wish this weren't true. My life would be so much better and easier if it weren't. But the fact is I'm a homosexual. I thought, Oh my God, this poor man, you know, even though he's now, you know, at least I mean, not out, but at least not living right. a, it, as a heterosexual. Right. Uh, he still can't forgive himself. He still, you know, wishes that it weren't so. Right. Um, but when you when you were a kid, you t- uh, I know you've talked about how you had actors were always over your house because mm-hmm. your parents, um, famous ones. Yeah. And and there was a lot of partying and, Mm. you know, um, I heard you say, and this made me feel terrible. You know, we used to eat dinner, you know, at 1030 at night. And, you know, that's sort of me because I'd go do a set. I'd be like, do you want to eat before? No, I'll do my homework. Then I get home and then we'd eat dinner at like 930. And, you know, I felt bad for my kids, but at least we had the time together. But, um, you know, you're do you think there were other homosexuals that were at the house? I mean, do, they all knew of about course. your father? Well, I, I, I mean, listen, there was sort of a, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, this was the theater, the right. theatrical community. So obviously they're right. gay people. And, right. And uh, it's disgusting. I think, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, th- I, I think there was an understanding between them. Right. Uh, some people were more comfortable with being out than others, um, even though it might have, you know, endangered them or their right. careers. And there were a lot of people who were, you know, seriously on the down line. Oh, yeah. Um, and honestly, as a kid, I wasn't aware of it at all. Right. I, I had no idea right. what, what it even was. And by the time I did, it was, you know, I was told by my culture at that time, it's like, ew. Right. Gross. Right, right, right. You know? Um, and that's all I knew about it. Did, did your father tell your sisters at the same time he told you? Was it a group? No, it was a weird thing because everybody knew, uh, way before it was like 10, when my fa- when my parents were divorced, I think everybody knew by then. That was like 65, 1965. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they 
all colluded, my mother, my father, and my sisters, not to tell me. Wow. That's so youngest. My family used to do that to me, too, because I'm the youngest. Yeah, they wanted to protect me from something. And then you feel like... Well, this is the thing. They thought, and this, again, I don't... I, I can't be angry at them because right. they thought they were that doing, the, doing right the right thing. thing. Even my yeah. dad thought he was doing the right thing right. by, because everybody knew how much I loved my dad and what right. a great relationship I had with him. Right. And they didn't want this. They didn't want me to get infected right, right. by this bacteria or whatever right, it was right, that, right. you know, uh, or, or swayed into this thing because there was, you know, again, there was this idea that you could, uh, you know, make someone right, gay, gay right. with your crazy lifestyle or whatever, right. whatever that is that some people still think is a real Mike thing. Pence. Oh, God. Uh, I can't stand him. So he sort of. He kept a distance after it. Was it after he came out that he kept a distance or was yes. it after after like after my parents were divorced? Right. They also decided that it was a good idea to uh, keep my exposure to him. Ugh, it's so awful. It was awful. And my dad was I, he was probably the best father in the world. Like, I, well, I wouldn't you know, go that far. I'm just saying I'm he saying, must have been more fun than a lot of other. But, I mean, but like, I'm you know, saying yeah. I had a good relationship. Right. Right. And. And there was no reason why I couldn't have spent a lot more time with them. But it was like two weeks a year until. No way. Yeah. Until I quit college when right. I was 18 and I went out to L.A. And I guess I was 19 or something. And right. that's when he finally told me. And it was like. So he, they got divorced and it, you went from seeing him every day to seeing him two weeks a year. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. Did you go to therapy? N- not at that moment. Right, right, right. No, nobody. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah, it was sad. I mean, it was sad because I missed all that right. time. Of course. And did you write or did you, you know, because people well, we used talk, to write letters. We talked on the phone. Well, right. And, was uh, he close by? No, he was in L.A. and I was okay. in New York. Okay. Um, terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And I would go and visit him, you know, and, and still, I mean, he had boyfriends who he was right. living with. And did he, you know it then? No. I, all right. I, I mean, you know, I would show up and the boyfriend would. Leave. Go to the other bedroom. Oh, right. His roommate. Like right, his, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that made sense to me. Right. You know, as a 10 year old. Right. Of course. Um, and, uh, um, you know, my dad's boyfriends at the time were, were not uh, flamboyant. Or right, right, like right. That. They were just guys. And and uh, so I, I it was the last thing in That's my mind. Amazing. But when he told me, like the moment he told me. And this is an analogy I've used a lot, but it's as if my life was an enormous jigsaw puzzle with one piece missing. And right. I was so close to the puzzle that all I could see was the outline of the missing piece. And right. as soon as the piece went in, the entire puzzle made sense. Made sense. Yeah. It's like I, I, I stepped back. I had this new perspective. Right. And whoa, there it all was. And oh, that's what mom was talking about. Oh, right. This is his his roommate was, oh, you know, just all right. this stuff came flooding in on me. So did you. Who'd you call first after you found out? Oh, I didn't call anybody. You didn't? No. I, you didn't say, I can't fucking, but like you didn't call Tyne or anyone. How, how could you not tell me this? No, no, or? no. I, I mean, you know, I had my own problems at that at right that point. And I think I talked to my friends and, you know, for me, given my orientation in the, in the world and my age, right. I was like, does that mean I'm gay? I, right, mean, right. I had the same, right. the same thing. And so I was asking myself, like, what does this mean? Right. You know, this man that I love so much, right. uh, who was my great dad for, you know, eight years. Um, so it was a, 
process. I mean, and then you think of like Leonard Bernstein and Neil Sedaka, like all these people. Oh, uh, I had to get reminded for the Jubel. I'm so into this conversation. But yeah, I mean, think of all those Aaron Copeland. I mean, all these people who couldn't live their tr- their lives. Well, at least he had you. You know, I love my liquid IV that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know, I've been bragging about Ben, my son, Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon, lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond, beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome. You went to boarding school. I did. Too. I went to boarding school. And then you go to Syracuse University for like five minutes. Ten days or something. All right. And because is it is it they said you couldn't audition or something? They said that I could not perform for two years. Like my junior year, I could start auditioning to perform. And they they had changed over the summer, they had changed their curriculum, which I didn't know. Right. They didn't like send like me a you note. apply before. Yeah. yeah they changed. It was a wrong place for me anyway. Right. But uh, yeah, so I, I basically got there. My second day, they said I wouldn't be performing for two years. And it was a number of days of me freaking out, trying to figure out how to get out of there. Right. Um, but you didn't tell your parents. No. But you got out and you got, got your father, out. his money back. I got his money back. That's good. I know. Did, the, did your sisters go to college? Uh, Tyne went to uh, Brandeis mm, that's... and flunked out. <laughs> I'm trying to undo the bell. <laughs> All right, yeah. She flunked out uh, because she 
um, was just like sleeping with this guy and right. just spending all the time in the theater and right. not doing anything else. Right, right. Uh, and my sister Peggy went to Bennington College mm-hmm. and did not graduate. Mm-hmm. And my sister Glenn did not go to college. Wow. And yeah. what did, what are what do they do? Glenn. Uh, Glenn um, it is probably the most talented person in my family. No way. Uh, she can sing like a freaking right. bird. She, I mean, she's an artist and such a creative person. Right. And uh, her personality is such that, you know, it's hard. Like we have been saying, my, my sister makes the most beautiful homes right. I've ever seen. Right. And we keep saying to her, why don't you do this? Why don't you make homes and flip them? You can, right, right. Make a show. Of, yeah. But what we know is that if someone came and said, I love everything about this, but could we maybe change the color of the curtains? She would be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> hey, fuck it. No, fuck it. I'm out of here. She just can't, Right. She would be she a terrible comic. Yeah. The, like the rejection thing, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't do too right, well. Right, Um My sister Peggy was, uh, she was actually an executive at uh, the Avon company. No way. Ding dong. Which, which was uh, one of the only corporations in the United States that had a woman CEO who was kind of promoting women to wow. be executives. And she did something kind of crazy, which was she got married and quit because she was going to be a someone's mommy. wife. Right. And she was a mom and she was right. a great mom. And she uh, has had several other careers since she worked. Oh, that's good. As my sister's uh, time stand-in for, uh, really? for judging Amy. Wow. And she worked in the Boston, uh, at a museum in Boston. Right. I don't know exactly what this um, and Wow. Tyne, Tyne is an actress. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. So you went away to board. So boarding school is not like going to high school, like public high school. No. Because my son's now at boarding school. Yeah. It's a whole different It's thing. weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. How, how come you went away? Because I needed to save my life. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you know, the... I mean, a lot of people go for that reason, or like, then there's those families that are like, oh, of course they're yes. going to boarding school. We all go to boarding school. And then, you know, my son just plays basketball, so we had it. Yeah. Right. So there's that. But yeah. no, I... I um, my, When my dad left, uh, my mom was... My mom was already sick, but she got very, very, very sick. And it was bad right. for me at home. My sisters, I mean, my sister Glenn was there for a couple of years, but then she escaped. She was I, drinking. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was, it was not, no, not, not safe good. for me. Right. And, and my eldest sister, uh, and her husband stepped in and they kind of said, okay, we need to get this kid out of here. here. Bad. So I went to the Putney school in Putney, Vermont. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. Yes. Well, it sounds very nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hippie. It's kind of a hippie. Oh, it is? Oh God. It's oh, a okay. hippie you know, like farm school. Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, it's a great place. Um, not, not a great basketball school. Right. Right. Place. And, um, it sort of saved my bacon, you know, right. to be, uh, in this place with kids and not in that environment. Right. Thank God. Thank God. So you leave Syracuse and then, Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention that your grandmother, Dorothy, by the way, I had a grandmother, Dorothy too, Really, uh, worked for the CIA. Mm-hmm. I know. What well, did she, she do? Well, she was, you know, what they used to call a secretary. I don't think she did anything. Oh, I mean, fuck. she had she had security clearance, but she wasn't, you know, hiding in. Oh, she had security clearance. Yeah, but she Unlo- wasn't. You know, did did Jared, she wasn't yeah. packing? Right. Oh, okay. You know, she wasn't packing any heat or you know meeting any Russians. Do you think Russians. she knew anything? She wasn't or? colluding with any Russians. Oh. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's unusual. <laughs> 
you go. You just you, go. This is like this is your life. You're yeah, going through you every quit. last. I love. I love this. So you leave. You go, you leave Syracuse. You go to L.A. and you 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 started a flooring company. Floor tiling. Yeah. Yeah. Floor tiling, which you learned from Mexican some a bunch of Mexican guys. What, yeah, what I, I was I was working as as a laborer for this master carpenter, who. Was, but you knew you wanted to be an actor. No, I didn't know anything. Oh, you didn't? I didn't know. I could not find my ass with both hands. But you went to Syracuse point. thinking you were going to be in the acting program. That was the only thing I thought I could do. I mean, right. I figured out in high school that it was something that I could do. Right. Something I had an aptitude for. Right. But I didn't know if I had the wherewithal, the personality, like right. my sister, to go out there and have people say, you suck. Right. You're too short. You're right. too fat. You're right. too pretty. You're too whatever you are. Right. Um. And uh, actually, no one had to say any of those things to you anyway. So um, because you're so good looking. Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever. Uh, um, but it's also like most kids, they want to go in the acting program and the parents are like, you are not going in the act. You can uh, the minor in acting. So but your parents were actors. So they like were into it. Not, correct? No, no, not really. Uh, I mean, because the thing they know what the, right, they right, know what right. they're in for. For you know, they, I mean, listen. My parents were great in that they wanted me to do something I was passionate about, but I wasn't passionate really about anything yet. Did, did your so, mother ever act again after she did? A okay, few times. Okay, few times. so she that's was good. really good too. I bet. Yeah, she was really good. So, so anyway, so I'm yeah. I, I, so I'm working as a labor for this guy, and I'm working with these Mexican guys who are the most incredible craftsmen I've ever seen. Oh, I bet. And they teach me how to do tiling, and so I got sent down to Mexico with this buddy of mine, and we were picking up this tile and from this guy named. El Primo. And El Primo loved my friend because he spoke fluent Spanish. Right, we a right. A couple of hippies. And anyway, he had a deal with the border guards and he delivered us like 30,000 square I'm sorry, I have Trump on the phone. Hold on, please. Yeah. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a passport. I'm legal. Yeah. But anyway, so he delivered us all this tile to right. LA and... And uh, anyway, it's a long story. So, so we started were, a floor tile yeah. company. And it was called Silver Dollar. The silver Dollar. And you would put uh, one silver dollar... In a corner, like when you put the, and so, yeah. yeah. Like trademark registered. Right. And how many think, do you think there's still places that have the silver dollar in the corner? I have no idea. But wouldn't that be cool? That would be so fucking, all right. If any of my listeners look on your floors in LA, <laughs> if there's a silver dollar, what did, was it exposed? Yeah. That's we didn't so hide cute. it. I know, but you didn't put it in the middle of the floor. You put it like in yeah, a corner. Yeah, on the side. Whatever. Whatever. Um, and then you did, you were a carpenter and you would, came, you came back to New York and were a carpenter and made, uh, you the, did lofts in the. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. Uh, um, that's actually after I went to Bennington. You went into Bennington. That's yeah. right. And then, that's right. All right. I didn't have the timeline. And then. Um, and you graduated. I did graduate. Ding, I'm ding, the only, ding, ding. I'm the only, only person kid. in my, college, in my right. family that graduated from college, which wow. is shameful. Uh but both my Not kids Jewish. graduated. Right. Damn it. And, and one of them's a um a word. Fulbright Fulbright. Uh yes, scholar. Mhm. Whatever. That's correct. I know. Go figure. So, uh yeah, so I so I was going to college and and uh you know, I was never a very good carpenter, but I was right. good enough to you know, and you have to imagine You know, Jesus uh, was also a carpenter. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You know, when people think when I say I was remodeling lofts and trying right, right. and Soho, they're thinking about like hedge fund guys. Right. I was not doing that no, kind no. of work. I was doing it for artists back when you could get a four thousand right. square foot loft for like fifteen thousand right. dollars. And there were like Some, syringes on the ground. I yeah. mean people I'm don't just realize doing simple yeah. stuff so that people could eat in their loft. Um but you did have you know, 
you have the skill or had this skill, so you knew you could always work. Yeah, I would do something. Right. So you graduate. Did your parents come to graduation? They did. Both? Uh, my dad was dead. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, we skipped that. We skipped dead dad. <laughs> um, your dad, by the way, died at 59. Mm-hmm. The morning that the two of you were supposed to start rehearsals for Equus. Correct. Yeah, it was. And how old were you? 22. I mean, here you're going to, you know who your father really is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you finally, like, it comes full circle. You know, here you were a kid on the set and, you know, and then here you are and you're fine. You're going to work with your dad. And he wakes up or doesn't. Did he wake up? He woke up dead. <sighs> I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, he died. I mean, it, in a sleep. Yeah, in a sleep. Yeah. All right, that's he had a good a way to go. Massive heart attack. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things that, I mean, Tyne thinks that he died because he was. Uh, he was scared that I would have a bit better career than he would. He was going to be jealous, so he just willed himself really to the other side. Right? Did he? Did he? Ha- did you count his words as well? In, I did. In Equus? I did not. I did, who had more word count in Equus? Oh, he had a lot more. All right. So okay, go ahead. Um, anyway, uh, you know, ahead. it was it was one of those moments where it seems like the timing of it seems like a TV movie or something. Right. On right. The right. Day. I know. It's to, like that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And it did. Okay. Did you think it was a sign or like, I mean, that's devastating. Did you go do Equus? I did. You did? Yes. I mean, this is- Who took his part? Were you like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you? No, no. Kevin McCarthy, who was a a drunk and and didn't know his words. Right. And And now he's- Isn't he the um, minority leader? No, not that guy. Oh, that guy. Jeez. How about all these Irish guys? I know. My people are letting What is us going down. On? on? You were the boat. You were like Jesus the liberals. Christ. I know. All right. So anyway, uh, but it, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that I wonder how my life would have turned out because if I had any safety net at all in my life, it was my dad. Right. And when he died, that net was gone. Right. And I had to figure out how to you know, sink, sink or swim. Right. And so, uh, it, it was scary. Is, do you think that's why you went back to college? Well, I mean, I only had like another, uh, you know, a year oh. left. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, there was enough money in his estate to pay for that. Right. So I knew I could get through, but I knew that I had to eat. Did you study acting at Bennington? I did. Who else was in your, anyone we would know? Oh gosh. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's been some people like Mitchell Lichtenstein, who's done some stuff, who was Roy Lichtenstein's son. Uh, wow. And um, who else who's had a career? Uh, I don't really know. I don't think, I think I'm sort of, of my oh. era, I think I'm sort of kind of it. Do you ever go back to Putney? I do go back to you Putney. You do? Yes, I'm on the board of trustees. Woo! Yes, my daughter, the Fulbright Scholar, went to Putney. Wow. Yes. And uh, my girlfriend, um, that sounds, I mean, when you're my age. Well, my, how about when you're a les uh, and you have to go, my, I, like, I can't, my partner. Uh, it's like, no, it's not. You know what I'm going to call her? I call her my accomplice. Your my accomplice. accomplice. So that when we get, yes. when we go to jail. We'll, right, we'll, right. We'll, we'll plea, we'll share the same plea bargain. Uh, my accomplice went to Putney. Really? Yes. Um, and you didn't know each other there? We did not. I'm 10 years older. I'm robbing the cradle. Wow. Um. 
She's anyway. hot, by the She's way. She's hot, I know. Jesus Christ. Whew. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm getting very warm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is... I know she's hot. All right, you're hot too. And she looks like she's like thirty. I know. What the fuck? I don't know. She does puts a lot of lotion on and stuff. Yeah, I try to do that too. It doesn't work. Um, okay, you graduate, um, and you are acting, or you're doing, you're doing a little, and no. then. Yeah. Okay. So you get Hill Street. You got a Hill Street Blues little. Yes, gig-y. which was pure nepotism. Right. Uh, it was your wife, or your your wife, your um, brother-in-law. Yes. Tyne's mm-hmm. husband, George Brown, was directing Hill Street Blues. And he said, if you can get yourself out here, you can have this part. And all I remember is one line where I say, yeah, Bulgarians, Lieutenant. Yeah, Bulgarians, Lieutenant. That's all I remember. <laughs> that was it? Uh, no, I had some other line, like two fingernails on the left hand. You know, something like, like were you freaked out feet. that you were on a team? First of all. I was terrified. First, why couldn't he fly you out? Because you don't do that. You got to. Anyway, he could have let he could have lent you the money or something. Well, he lent me some money later. I paid him back to it. Good. You better. I don't don't like Um, him right now. All right. So anyway, so you go back to that. And then and then, you know, I'm struggling around in New York and work in construction and I get an audition for Diner. Well, that that, well, initially you didn't get the audition because you went to your agent and and they said, said, I'm too young. Right. Said, and she said, right. you're not right. Your yes, agent, not your right. agent. And then, uh, and then another nepotism. It, and then Tyne knew Valerie Curtin, who was at then at that point married to Barry Levinson. She right. said, you see my kid brother. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Barry and Levinson. And so, uh, so I went and saw Ellen Chenoweth, who was the casting director. Yes. And she said, you're not right for this. And I said, oh, and she said, but you know, why don't you just read anyway? So I read for her and she went, hmm, okay. Why don't you read for Barry? So I read for Barry. And he liked me, and I read about six more times, and right. eventually did a screen test, and the rest is. Remember history. screen tests? Did I they did. don't do them anymore? Do they, they don't do anything anymore? I can't I mean, take it. People are people are in their closet with their fucking iPhone. I, I know doing auditions. What the fuck? You know, you... directors are afraid of human beings. They're afraid to be in the room with a human being. And I don't know how they can direct someone. Also, if they don't you say, get the essence of the person when they walk in the room. That's right. What if it's a life's too short situation? Right. But it's like now, even when you go to audition, which you probably don't have to audition anymore, of course. <laughs> but when you go to audition, it's like. Like you're just going on tape somewhere else. Yeah, you're in some right. You're with you know something that's like a step up from an iPhone. Right. I don't understand it. It's horrible. And then my agent's always like, you know what? Twelve of our twelve of our clients got pilots on their iPhones, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gigantic, and I need to be in the room. Whatever. Okay, so then you get. First of all, you were so cute in diner with okay, your little so black terrified. hair. I was terrified. You were? Oh, terrified. Because the funny thing is, you know, growing up, uh, when, I, when my family was together, my mother and father were always talking about Shakespeare and Ibsen and Shaw really? and Chekhov. Yes, all this stuff and about great performances by Gielgud and Olivier and, right. you know, and, and all this stuff. And it was really, uh, you know, sort of pretentious and erudite. But nobody, like I literally got to New York City with two actors in my family right. and didn't know you had to have a headshot. I was like, oh, you have to have Wait, a they didn't. No, they're not, they don't tell me anything. So That's I knew, I knew nothing. Yeah. I knew nothing about the nuts and bolts right. of what you had to do to right. get a job as an actor. Uh, so 
That Conse- was nice of them. So consequently, okay, nobody yeah. told me that things like when you're in a movie, you have to walk into a room and hit a mark, meaning you have to stand right. in this exact place, otherwise you're out of focus, right. or you fuck up the lighting, right. or whatever. So I was so, and I'd been in the theater where you have a lot more, you know, room Lee, yeah. to move around. So I, I felt so nervous right. that I was going to step over the red piece of tape was on the floor. Right. And people would glare at me and look at their watches. But you'd think you would be like, oh, I've been around actors before. I I know how to behave. But you really were just nah. frightened. The thing is, I, I, I don't I, I am really well suited to acting. Right. I have an overactive imagination. I can't sit still. Right. I, I'm fascinated by human beings. And what yes, makes same. them tick. Yes. I'm not so well suited to being an actor. I'm not right. like a crazy ego maniacal guy that needs attention. Yeah, that's blah, blah, that is true about and, you. And I don't I, I And don't, I can't stand that in people. I can't I, I like it sometimes. It's very entertaining, but I don't but I, I just am not that's just No, me. you're not like that at all. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um or, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy no. Gold's Just, just kill, me. kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.